Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome back to the Unchristian Podcast once again. Um, what a joy to have you join us. If this is your first time uh, on the podcast, please do subscribe to the channel. Uh, like the video, share it with other people um, because this is your platform and you're going to help us grow and, and reach more people. As always, I'm not alone. To my far left is the queen of the Unchristian podcast. Hey, I'm a queen. Yes, Gab. Nandi Pambata here. I'm happy to be back in this space. Uh, I always miss you guys I'm, and I'm always looking forward to being here with you. Mm. And we, we, should I introduce the guest? Ah, uh, yes, please do. <laughs> We've got a special guest today. I'm excited. As, as you can see, <laughs> a familiar face uh, that many people will know uh, in the world of empowerment and relationship enrichment. Uh, yes, who is he, Nandipa? Uh, I am with pastor, author, father, friend as of yeah. today. Speaker. He's a kind of speaker. Yeah. Go on, go on. He's our friend and a friend of the podcast. Of the podcast. Oh, and and so much. You guys will learn so much from him and about <laughs> yeah. him and what he does. Yeah. Uh, his name is Mr. Lithohonolo Mazindo. Absolutely, absolutely. Welcome, sir. Thank you for being with us. Oh, thank you very much for having me, guys. I'm yeah. absolutely excited to be part of this today's episode. Absolutely. Thank you so much, sir. Wow, we are going to be dealing with uh, all issues marriage today, marriage, marriage, and the institution of marriage is one that is has become uh, controversial uh, for the sake that many people are seeking alternatives to it in the uh, you know just in their lives. There are people saying it's not working anymore. There are people opting for other types of, of, of relationships like lifetime partnerships, open marriages, etc., etc. But we're just going to look at all issues of marriage. And, and if you are here married, this is the show for you. If you ever want to get married, this is the show for you. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just, I'm going to get married. I'm not remarried. You know this, nah. right? I've said this before. I'm even, I'm, 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 I'm even looking forward to it. Like, yes. I'm excited. Excited, yeah. Out. I you still love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still believe in it. You know that Nandi and I are divorced. Um, uh, and uh, you know, yeah, we 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 moving from that, but also, um, uh, I almost said Dr. Mazindo, Pastor Mazindo, <laughs> uh, you know, also had a, a running divorce before his current marriage now. But so, just just tell us a, a little about yourself and a little about your journey, just a little about your journey from before first marriage to your marriage, divorce, and all of that, and just. How, what has made you to be who you are today? Yo, wow. Uh, I, I, I usually don't know where to start, yeah. but I will start at the beginning. I'm a professional um, in, the, in the field of psychology um, since 2006. So it's 17 years this year in 2023. That's a lot, yeah. Um, seeing faces of people, uh, couples, hundreds of couples, if not thousands, in the therapy room. Um, having spoken to thousands and tens of thousands of them in um, um, in the seminars and in the media platforms, yeah. but uh, one thing about me that I want should I, I love to clarify so that people don't have doubts about me. I'm a Christian. Mm. I became a Christian ten years before I became a professional. Right. So right. I got one again in 19. 96. Right, right. And then I became a, prof a, a professional in the field of psychology in 2006. Yes, sir. And when I was nine years into the profession, I 
as a marriage counselor and a mental health practitioner, mm. I went through a divorce, the divorce that almost killed me. Wow, um, I shouldn't have gotten out of that alive, but I still am. Yes, sir. Praise and God. of course, I wanted to stop with all these things of marriages. And funny enough, when I was going through divorce, I was approached by a presenter from a local radio station yeah. where I come from in Belcom. Yeah, yeah. And they asked me to talk about men's behavior, mm. particularly anger. Mm. It was in June 2014, I remember. And, and, and at that time, you were already divorced or going through? I was going through a divorce. Sure. I was about two weeks discharged from a psychiatric hospital. Mm. My goodness. Uh, the diagnosis was major depressive disorder with psychotic symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. So I was not in touch with reality. Sure. I was even scared of the things that I was told I was doing when I was in the state. Right. Like uh, getting down from the bed and sleeping under the bed instead of sleeping on the bed. And, wow. and, and I remember my clinical psychologist wrote a note um, in the ward that I was in. The note said no visitors for patient in bed 11 wow. and that was me yeah, yeah just to save me from the humiliation and the embarrassment of the things that i did when i was psychotic sure. and you don't remember these things i don't remember those things but they told me some mm, of them mm. and i just trusted them please don't stop telling me that because it yeah. hurts too much to know that yeah. i was doing things like damn, this damn. and three two three weeks two weeks after i was discharged the presenter said come and address the issue of men i think it was there was a man who killed a woman or something mm, like that. Mm. So I was going to talk about anger in women. It was supposed to be a once-off. I was heavily depressed at the time. Sure. And then I participated in the discussion and the listeners kept on sending messages and calling in and saying, yeah. we want uh, this man to stay here to mm. be a regular speaker there. And that's yeah. why I started speaking. Amazing. Um, every, every Wednesday from 2014 until 2017 for full three years until i come over here to Gauteng. and then I, I was talking about general psychological topics until september three months later it was the mating season so yeah. i just decided to talk about relationships mm. i did that for the whole month sure. and um when i after that when i wanted to return to general topics the listeners called in and said yeah. please don't stop talking about marriages yeah. and relationships now I had to address people about their marriages and their relationships and strengthening them while I'm, I am going through a divorce. Yourself. Mm, mm, mm. I remember one of the people, you know, when you speak in the radio, people don't recognize your face. They know your voice. Yeah, yeah. I was working and someone said, do you know Shangalam Mazindo? He empowers us. People used to stay in the cars before they go into the offices uh, listening to me speak. Sure. Sure. And the person was saying that, and the other person said, oh, that hypocrite, she's talking to you about your marriage, but he's divorcing his hey, wife, he's going through hey. a divorce, and as you speak, I will never listen to him. Yeah. You know, after hearing that, I decided I'm not doing this again. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't want anything to do with empowering people, yeah. empowering marriages. I'm depressed, but I'm dealing with, I deal with people about yeah. their mental health. Yeah. I'm divorced, and I deal with people about their marriages. Yeah, I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I, I'd rather um, look for Code 14, drive buses and trucks. Or something, yeah. 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 And then I decided, actually decided, but I felt like I was working out on myself. Mm. That's when I felt now, no, no, I can't live this life anymore. It was very painful. And I made a suicidal attempt that almost took my life in 2015. And, and you know, this part of your story, uh, Nandipa, for me, is so, is so real because 
uh, I was one of the first things that we did together in Velcom when we met was do a marriage event, a marriage seminar, and he was hosting and I was a guest. And so at that time, I was, I was speaking into the marriage space, the relationship uh, enrichment space. I was there, I was, every week I was on a radio station for like I think seven years on a Saturday talking marriage, relationships, and all those things. I was being invited to all kinds of platforms to be a speaker on marriage issues. I was doing counseling for couples, married and unmarried. And then all of a sudden, this thing that I love so much, of mine, collapsed. And there I am, I'm divorced. And I'm sinking, like you're saying yourself, I sank into uh, 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 mental health issues and depression and all of that. And my, my voice, and, and, and it's only now that I'm really recovering, and, and this is why I want you to really touch on this, because this is going to help even me. My voice was shut up. Mm. I didn't feel worthy mm. of talking about this thing mm. because I felt like a hypocrite. Mm. I felt like I had decimated this institution of marriage. Mm. And, and I, I watched your journey from a distance to see how you still went back into that space. And I'm still trying to claw back in there. And I'm even wondering, do I even need to be there? Do I qualify? Do, you know, what would you say to me? <laughs> uh, you know, about, I'm not even going to say what you say about it, but this is talking to me. How did mm. you bounce back you know, from that? Uh, yeah, I, I, I fully experienced the pain and the depression. Sure. I didn't bypass that stage. Yeah. Most people want to bypass the pain that they feel. You know, when you go through divorce, it's like you are amputated with no anesthetic. Ish. Yeah. It's yeah. very painful. There's too much bleeding that takes place mm. in your soul. Yeah. That you question yourself, you question ideas, your ideals, yeah. your yeah. choices, your decision making. Absolutely. Am I smart? Am I am I an idiot? Yeah. What if I repeat this again? What again. if this is my destiny? Yeah. Um, um I mean for me, it was even worse. I was still in Velcom there. Yeah. Some of the pastors, I, I heard from the congregations. I don't know if it's true, but um, the congregations said, we want to listen to you. Mm. But we can't. Mm. Because my pastor told me, told us in church, don't listen to that man. Because yeah. he's Same going here. through a divorce. Same here. He's going to give you the spirit of divorce and you are going to spread it in my church. Which is one of one of the highest levels of BS that you can ever hear. That someone will, <laughs> as, if, but, as if divorce is transferable, as if fail of marriage is transferable. My goodness, definitely. they were assassinating your character. Yeah, yes, definitely. I mean, I mean, Christians can hurt you when you, the only people that you need to help you is them. Man. Uh, when you are looking up to them and saying, guys, Jeez. I can't go this through this thing the worst way. I need to go the Christian way and they turn their backs on you because they believe you're going to give them the spirit of divorce. Of divorce. <laughs> right. That's, 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 that's how far I sank. And yeah. I, that's why I decided I'm not going to do this anymore. But like I said, I felt like I was working out on myself. Mm. But I decided it because I was in the radio space talking about marriages and people were actually receiving my message, especially people who are not in church, mm. Mm. people who don't know anything about church. Mm. I've always believed that I'm a pastor who's called by, who's called for people who have given up on church. Hey, hey, yeah. Because 
those are the people who listen to me yeah. without judging me yeah. without filtering what i say through their religion yeah they were open totally open to right, me and right. i they 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 still write to me that you once said this to me and my marriage was saved amen so Jesus went through the same thing on the cross. Yeah. He saves other people, but he can't save himself. Sure. Sure. And and they say that he saves he saves he saves other yeah, marriages, they, they, but they he can't it. save himself. Yeah, yeah. And I was I was very depressed when we were doing that that that, that marriage seminar yeah, together. Yeah. Remember, I was it was the first year into my second marriage. Yes, I remember. I was still second guessing and doubting myself. Yeah. Mm. What brought Total liberation to me is when I went to Fort Lauderdale in Florida, United States. Okay. It was a training by Les Brown. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, yes. I was going to learn there just to sharpen my skills as a speaker, coach, and um, what is the other one? And trainer. Right. So we, 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 we were immense into that kind of training. And during that training, I narrated my story to him and the, the, mm. the team. Mm. And I said, I published a book on marriage. And I published it in 2015 and when i published it i was divorced when i wrote it i was going through divorce. the marriage that is definitely on the way of on the point of no return to divorce yeah, yeah, yeah. and now i'm still talking to people about marriages i feel like a hypocrite yeah i feel like i'm unqualified yeah. i feel like i'm doing something that is not mine and one of the things that i'm hoping to get out of this training is to discover who I am because nice. I am becoming who I am not. Even though I felt I fitted like a hand in a glove in what I was doing. Yeah. When I when I narrated my story and I, 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 I Les Brown laughed. He has this this signature contagious <laughs> laugh. <laughs> yeah. He laughed his lungs out. And while I was laughing, he said something like, "You know, God has so much sense of humor." Mm. he'll make you strong for other people where you are not strong for yourself, for yourself. and then he laughed again Ish. after that he all of a sudden maintained a very serious face and he looked at me and he said don't stop doing marriage pro programs Praise God. Praise you God. did not choose it you were chosen for it awesome. that's all I, I needed to hear awesome. that is all I needed to hear oh, wow. <laughs> I felt that I feel it. Oh, wow. And guess what? Woo. I think I'm changing more lives and saving more marriages than I did before I went through a yeah. divorce. Yeah. After the restoration. I'm coming after I'm I'm coming after it with everything that I can and everything that I have. And my the perfect husband, I'm the worst of them all. But I am using that's one of the things that I decided. I'm going to use the broken pieces of my life and my yeah, marriage man. to help people build their own lives and marriages. Mm. Because I learned from Les Brown that I'm not gifted for me. Yes, gifted for I'm others. gifted for other people. Yes. And other people are gifted where I'm limited. Mm. So let me give what I'm gifted with yeah. to people who are willing to receive it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And trust other people for their gifts on what I need. Sure. Wow. And yeah, that's 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 that that brought so much liberation to me. And now let's go to the Bible because um, there's a scripture in Ezekiel. Mm. I think it's chapter two, um, verse twelve or twenty. I just for, I keep on forgetting them. Um, there's a play, there's a there's a scripture there. God is sending Ezekiel to the Israelites, right. and he says he says to them, the people that I'm sending you to are obstinate, are stubborn, hey. they are hard headed. Hey. He's already telling him. Yes. Get and he there. said, but chill. Yeah. 
I have made you as stubborn, obstinate, and hard-headed as they are. Yes. 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 <laughs> With that being said, one thing I'm, I'm, I'm learning from you listening to your, to your journey is that you are on a journey of self-discovery. With everything that you've been through, more than anything else, you've been discovering yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I hate to say this. I would love to say I have discovered myself mm. the day I became a psychology professional. Now. Yeah. I'm, I'm in my 40s now. I'm still trying to figure myself out. Figure yourself. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and it, there's no shame in that. Yeah. Yeah. If I figure myself out at 70, then I figured myself out. It's better than many people who are dying now without knowing what yeah. their lives were all about. Yeah. 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 So, back to the, 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 the scripture that I quoted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, God is actually, was actually saying to Ezekiel, mm. don't be afraid of the people that I'm sending you to because I have made you just like they are. Mm. I have made You're you well like the people that I'm sending you to. Mm. Man. And God was saying to me, Man. I'm sending you to the divorced. Man. I'm sending you to the depressed. Man. I had to make you as divorced as they are. Mm. <laughs> as depressed as they are. I had to make you as depressed as they are. My goodness. Because I want you, I want your ministry to be a personal thing. I want it to be personal yeah. to you. I want you to take it personal that someone is going through a divorce. Mm. I want you to take it personal that somebody is depressed. Somebody is suffering from anxiety. Somebody is struggling in their marriages. I made you the kind of a man who doesn't have it easy in your marriage. I want you to struggle a lot in your marriage. Even my current one. Because I'm sending you to people who are struggling. In their marriages. That's it. Listening to you, I, I, I'd like to find out with everything that you've been through and still going through, is there anything? I, I, I usually say when a person asks me, Oba, do you regret anything? I usually say, I, I regret nothing in my life. Mm. However, there, there, there are times when you know that I could have done this differently. Mm. I could have done this like mm. this here and there. Yeah. So, Here's my question to you. Is there anything that when you look back, you, you say, I wish I could have done this. No, not wish, but this is, meaning it helps you, you learn something from it, you grow f- from it, and therefore you change it as you move forward. Is there something of that nature with everything that you've been through? Yeah, generally, everything that I've been through is contributing to who I am now yeah. and to what I'm doing. But personally, if I didn't have the ministry or a gift to share with the people, mm. I would regret getting married before I know I knew who I am. Yeah, I and share I, that. And I did that twice. I share that. Yeah. I um, when I got married the first time around, I didn't know anything about myself. Mm. I wanted somebody to know and understand me, yet I don't understand myself. Mm. So where did the desire to get married come from then? Here you are. No, you don't know yourself. Yes. We, we can technically maybe say you're not ready. Mm-hmm. But something was pushing you. Was it just love? I didn't want to fall into sin and lose my anointing. I get you. I get um, you. Yeah. I was born again in the times when people like were, were telling us straight, you know you're doing a lot of things, yeah. but once you sleep with a woman, you have lost your anointing forever. Yeah. And I, I valued my anointing so much, and I felt like, oh, I'm burning with desire, and I have mm. a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. So and, let me just jump uh, in and not lose. Yeah, so yeah. I'm one of those people who entered in marriage um, to avoid the scene of uh, fornication. I understand. Mm. Uh, that was the main pressure. I made everybody at church proud. I impressed everybody. 
and I depressed myself in the process. Mm. Uh, because that's the only thing that I was looking for. The other thing is, I wanted to be a marriage counselor, so I might as well be married. Mm. I was already a marriage counselor. Actually. Oh, before even your before first you were married. married? Yes. Yeah. Because I, I started working as a marriage counselor in 2006. I got married in 2007. Mm. And I felt uh, this. I didn't, take, I didn't take my ex-wife as a partner. I took her as a project mm. yeah. where I'm going to test my skills. <laughs> and then, and then, and then yeah, yeah I, I was very much in a hurry to get married. But if I was not afraid of losing my anointing, yeah. I think I would have waited much longer. I get you. Okay. So with this book, um, Together Till the End, A Blueprint of Successful Marriage. Let me just show it to... I hope yeah. it shows. I hope it yeah. shows. I hope you guys are looking at this book. I hope you can see it. Uh, we have, I think it's chapter four that speaks of preparation for marriage. I'm not going to read what is written here. I want you to share with us how does one prepare for marriage. Yeah. I think preparation helps one to avoid. We can't completely avoid divorce because no one gets married intending to divorce. However, we can minimize um, the risk of divorce. Uh, how, do, how does one prepare for marriage? It's chapter four, preparation for marriage. Are there any steps that you can share with us? Um, yeah, yeah. I think what I'm going to share now is deeper than what I've written in the book. So right, be yeah. on the lookout for the other, the, other, the other edition of this book. Just wait patiently, but in the meantime, read this one because it's still that deep. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, you need to prepare yourself for anything that you are uh, that is being prepared for you. Yeah. We when we pray for the spouses, we're saying, God, give me the spouse who can cook, who fears you. Give me the spouse who is educated, who mm. has two PhDs. We, we, we pray the give me type of prayers. We don't pray the make me kind of prayers. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. We don't become what we want to attract. And we, we, we don't get in life what we want, unfortunately. We get in life what we are. Meaning we attract who we are. Ooh, yes. That's strong. You need to say that again. Wow. We, we is... don't get in life wow. what we want. We get in life what, what, we, what we are. are. Wow. We, we, you, you will ignore everything that's good for you <laughs> and choose that one thing that fits into your void deal with your own void prepare yourself by dealing with your own void mm. dealing with your own wounds mm. because instead of looking for life partners we look for the piece of flesh that would fit into my brokenness and cover that wound and that's why when our spouses are trying to love us we freak out at them we we become very hard on them do. because if you no matter how lovingly you touch mm. an open wound mm. it hurts it hurts our spouses are trying to love us but every time they embrace us they embrace the gaping wound mm. and they get hurt mm. and what they say sure. to you is all i'm trying to do is love you mm. but you keep on biting the heart that's my, trying to love my you. My goodness. Mm. So work on your childhood traumas. Yes. Yeah. Um, especially the childhood traumas, the wounds that you incur in your childhood. Yeah. Mm. And we overlook them a lot. We do. We do. And 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 I subscribe to the idea of psychology that says a human personality is de develops within the first five years of mm. life. Mm. The 
first cut it is the deepest. Mm. The experiences that shape our future happened when our parents thought we were too young to understand. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So if we can get into your past and your history and look at the things that cost you trauma. Some of them are not very obvious. Mm. It's not easy to, to traumatize a child. Yeah. It takes forgetting to change the nappy. Yeah. Or maybe saying, let me let 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 him cry. He's yeah. 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 And that, that when the child cries and there's no one who attends to them, you are teaching that person not to trust their spouses. Sure, so deal with your childhood traumas. Mm. Prepare yourself. Become something that represents the person that you want. Don't say, I have metric, so I need a person with two PhDs to yeah. compliment me. Yeah. Because now you are not looking for a partner. You are looking for the part in that person that, that bandages your wounds. That, that, that feeds mm. into that, that void. That feeds into the void. You, you know, um, someone said something. We, we, we all know the uh, five love languages, right? Yes. By Gary Chapman. Yes. Uh, words of affirmation, physical touch, uh, quality time, gifts. What's the fifth one? Um, Acts uh, of service. Acts of service. Thank you, sir. Someone said something I could never forget. And it was so hard. Uh, because I... I, I really subscribe to that principle and I, I relate with it. But someone said, the five love languages are actually things that we didn't get in our upbringing. And now we want to get them from a partner. So acts of service uh, represent a void or a gap mm. that you, no one really attended to you, no one helped you in life. And so you want a partner uh, or a lover that's going to always serve you and help you so that you feel loved. What's your opinion about that? You, you know the, the, the love language? Yes. Love. Yeah. Mm. What's your opinion about that? I was actually addressing that with my client about, I think it was last week, very, very recently. Yeah. Uh, the client said to me, my love language is words of affirmation. Yeah. But because yes. he had already told me the story, yeah. I said, yes, I think maybe you think you... you, you it's, 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 it makes perfect sense to think that words of affirmation are, is your love language yeah. because you were disapproved when you were young. You were never told that you were good enough. Mm. Nobody told you they love you. Yeah. And that created a void. So you think it's your love language. No, it's your bandage. Woo. It's the bandage that you are looking for to close the wound, the gaping wound that was left by the words that were left unsaid. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. So others were driven to servitude when they were young. My now they think their love language is acts of service. No, your healing language is acts of service. Healing language. That's not quite love language. How then do we find out, like, how then do I find out what my love languages are? I, I must remember something that is funny. Yeah. Okay, let me quickly say it. There's a friend of mine who was telling me that her husband yeah. uh, told her, she, she's newly married, um, three months to be exact. So she was saying to me, oh, Nandi, I am so tired of marriage because this guy wants sex all the time. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. So she's like, then she told the husband that her love language is, is, is words of affirmation. Right. And the guy said, well, my love language is sex. Oh, I want it. <laughs> I want it every day, twice a day. My goodness. <laughs> now, coming back to, to the question, I was asking, but how do I know my love language? Is it a love? If it's a language, language um, 
love language or it's a trauma i'm addressing a trauma how do i know as a person does it yeah life is complex like that yeah yeah unfortunately we think life's black and white mm. it's not but life is gray life's blue life is red mm. what happens in between mm. uh beautiful ugly no life happens in between mm. uh, and we ignore in the between we look at the extremes mm. and then we miss out on life man that's, that's why i want a beautiful wife if she's not beautiful you think she's ugly but people all over the world are raging within the continuum of beauty mm. and do they call it ugliness <laughs> yeah. No one is hundred percent beautiful. Yeah. No one is hundred percent. Never. Yeah. yeah. Everything happens here in between. Mm. So, um, how you know if this is really your love language? It's not. There's not clear cut uh, instruction. Okay. Because you, it's not easy to differentiate between your wound and your affection. Okay. Because they are intertwined within you and they are unconscious processes. Mm. Okay. So okay. I can I can hate you mm. not knowing I, I hate you. Mm. I hated my wife for the first three years, mm. my current wife. Mm. I hated her. Mm. Do I still do? Maybe. But I actually hated her and I was not even aware. My goodness. Mm. Yeah. I was unconscious to that mm. <laughs> and she kept on saying to me, why do you hate me so much? She said, What do you mean? I come, I come back to you every day. I don't sleep around, it and I'm always here yeah, yeah. around you. I, th that was the reality. The reality was around you, but I said I'm always here with you. Mm. That was my language. Mm. Only to find that, actually, I hated her, but it was not her that I hated. It's what she represented in my unconscious mind. She represented in my mind my former stepmother who used to abuse me in every way except sexually. Mm. Wow. Maybe I'm, I'm mad at her for not abusing me sexually. You know, I'm a man. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I once read that um, one, one guy was jogging down the street, and the people read in the news that one guy was jogging down the street and he was raped by four women. Oh. The next day, a hundred men was were seen jogging down the same <laughs> street. Jogging down the same street. <laughs> looking for, looking for this woman. <laughs> So, um, in my unconscious mind, she represents. We, in psychology, we call it transference. Okay. Where you project your feelings for someone in your past onto the someone in your present. In your present it could be the feeling of liking. It could be sexual attraction. Man. It could be hatred. It could be disgust. So the hatred that I suppressed for my former stepmother yeah. expressed itself on my wife. You know, I was afraid to hate my stepmother because my religion says you, you, you are not supposed to hate. Yeah, if yeah. you hate, you are going to hell. Yeah. God's love and you cannot hate. Yeah, yeah. But it was only when I read the Bible for myself where it says, where God said, Jacob, I loved, so I, I hated. And we are made in the image of God and God is loving and you cannot hate. Mm. That's what we say, but yeah. that's not what the Bible says. Mm. And I decided to redirect my feelings of hatred towards my yeah. stepmother experience them yeah. fully sure. i i can't say i fully i'm fully over it yeah. i totally love my wife i think there are still elements of hatred yeah. that keep on corrupting people at least i can be aware of them wow. because i know it exists yeah. Yeah. so it's much deeper than we can ever imagine that's what i'm trying to say yeah. and many many people who are married now 
are not willing to admit that they actually hate their spouses. True. But I see that in the therapy room a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I was dealing with a man who had a side chick. That man was very stubborn. He would not let go of the side chick, even though the wife knew about it. <clears throat> when I interviewed them, I found that in this, person in this person's unconscious mind, her wife represented her mother, who was very abusive to him, whom he was afraid to hate. Sure. Oh. And then the side chick represented the grandmother, whom she, whom he used to run through when the mother abused her. I see. And then now the wife represents the mother who abuses me. Yeah. The side chick represents my grandmother, whom I run through. It's a safety haven. So, what we like to say is, no, stop going to your side chick. Mm. That person is not going to stop mm. because of what that side chick represents. Because mm. of that what that wife represents in his mind. I try to help him change his representations and I invited him to safely, I said, see if you can leave the side chick yeah. because you just eliminate the danger. Yeah. If you struggle, come back to me and tell me. Mm. She said, he, immediately his countenance fell. Mm. You could feel that I'm leaving her. I'm leaving him to be abused by his mother. Wow. Who is actually represented by the wife My goodness. and the guy kept the side cheek and he dumped the, the therapist and the therapist is me <laughs> so we don't the wrong one. <laughs> we judge because he was saying what he did not want to yeah. yes yeah. we judge people based what on what they do but yeah. we don't know what that action is resting on yeah they are they are resting upon unconscious conflict and patterns and aggressions, re resentment and hatred yeah. and the disgusts that we were told were evil to experience. Yeah. And we had to suppress them in our unconscious mind. So the emotion that you suppress when you can explain it will express itself when you cannot explain it. Wow. Most people in their marriages now are suffering the wounds from their past unconsciously. Yeah. Consciously, you love your wife, but unconsciously, you hate her. Mm. Same applies with a wife yeah. to a yeah. man. Yeah. So these things are quite deep. Very complex. And unless, if we, unless we deal with our unconscious patterns mm. and the things that we suppress mm. trying to be good people, mm we are always going to be bad in our marriages. How do we do yeah. it? So, sorry, Mdaz. How, how do we address those unconscious patterns? Because I, I hear you speak, and, and I'm thinking the average person uh, will not understand this. And a whole lot of people are going through things um, that present themselves differently in their marriages. And they're not even aware mm. of why they're behaving in a certain manner. I wanted to find out, Ndoba, like you were saying, but mm. they're looking at this person and... They are hating this person. They're not even aware that they hate. Mm -hmm. How? How do you address those issues? Psychotherapy. That's what we call it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you can call it deliverance. Yeah. <laughs> if you want. <laughs> if you want to. Mm -hmm. If deliverance can rewire the brain or restructure yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the brain, how it has structured itself around the trauma that it knows. Mm -hmm. it's, it's quite deep. Mm -hmm. Psychotherapy has been working mm. not only the one that i do for my clients yeah. but the one that i receive because i still go for psychotherapy Yourself, even now yeah. mm. because you can't see the picture when you are in the frame mm. i try by all means to locate those unconscious patterns by myself to a large extent i, su I succeed but most of them
I don't. Mm. And don't you just go to a psych psychologist who will um, be superficial. Yeah. Trying to address the symptoms. Yeah. yeah. Go to a psychologist or a therapist who will go deep, deep. into where your problem is rooted yeah, yeah. and help you. Like, in, in the therapy, we say we make the unconscious conscious. Okay. Because if you can... If it can be conscious, you can deal with it consciously. Mm. But if it's unconscious, you don't, you don't know what you're dealing with. Yeah. Mm. It's, like, it's like an iceberg. Mm. You remove the tip of the iceberg and you, drive, you, you, you try to sail through and you wonder why the boat is sinking. Mm. Because you left so much unremoved yeah. underneath, the underneath the surface. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So usually we address people's behavior. Mm. But the behavior that we address is just the tip of the iceberg. Man. That behavior is resting upon unconscious patterns, unconscious wounds, yeah. unconscious aggressions, mm. uh, even sexual desires. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you can't even control your desire for a specific woman mm. because of what they represent in your unconscious mm. mind. Mm. Sometimes you once had an unconscious desire to have sex with your mother and kill your father. So that you can become the only person who has sex with the mother. These are things you we don't even talk about. know you had it, mm. and you, you, because that was not properly managed, you mm. froze in time. Mm. Mm. We call it fixation. Okay. Many people, all of us, mo many people have frozen in time. Sure. You think you are Mazibu, do me some Mazibu, yeah. who is how many years old? Thirty-seven years yeah. old. Yeah. Yeah. Only to find that you are that little Jumi, so three years old. Three, still stuck there. Stuck there. Sure. Let me make one example. Mm. There was this guy who had erectile dysfunction. Mm. Like he couldn't get it up. Okay, mm. it could go up, but for a second, then mm. it goes down. He tried all those things, you know, the things that men use. Yes, yes, yes. And, and he tried to get medical help, but he still didn't get the, the erection. Yeah. So we, psychology professionals, we work together with medical practitioners. Yes, yes. Because... That it's one body. Yeah. Yes. So if something cannot be treated medically, mm. it means it has more of the psychological roots. Yes. So when I interviewed the guy, um, trying to help him with the questions that we are trained to ask, mm. access his unconscious mind when as far back as you can remember. Mm. He, he recalled that when he was about two, every time he woke up with an erection, his mother would give him a hiding. Oh, man. What are you thinking? Bitch, you will rape. Mm. Mm, so mm. every time, mm. the mother didn't miss the opportunity to give him a hiding when he got an She punished him for what was natural. She punished him for what was natural. Now, what was natural starts feeling evil mm. and disgusting. Mm. This man, every time, as a boy, he had to learn that every time he had an erection, in his mind, he associates an erection with the beating. Goodness me. We, we can pay... The, the mind with something that it would not naturally respond yeah, to. Yeah. So when he gets an erection, that erection feels like a beating. Now, now he's no longer the two years old. He's 32 years old. He's with his wife. He needs the erection. He can't get it. Because, because he's, he's frozen. He froze in, in time right. when he was two. Goodness me. That's what people are struggling with. That's why most of my posts, yeah. I usually say most marriages have ended long before they started. Yeah. I say most marriages ended when our parents thought we were too young to understand. Mm. It's so easy to traumatize a child, like I said. Mm. Someone, Mewahai, took him to the grandmother, and that person was very, very young, about three. Yeah. And the, ma the mother said, but he's too young to understand. He left, dropped that 
that, that, that boy with the grandmother. Oh, and the, the boy saw her walk away yeah. and never came back. Yeah. Now, he's an adult. He's in his fourth marriage. Yeah. Um, he dumps you. At the first, the first sign that you will leave. Because when the mother left, when he was three, he was helpless. He was on the receiving end. Mm. Now he is more in control. Yeah. Say, for, if, before you leave me, I will leave you. He, ha he is a victim of abandonment issues. He's a victim of abandonment. So before he feels that, he will inflict it first. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to abandon you before you abandon me. It's a way of taking back power. That time, that person is 45 years old. Oh but he's stuck in time when he was three. Mm. The, the three-year-old boy says, I'm going to use the adult man's independence to dump everybody before they dump me like my mother did. Easy to traumatize a child, very easy. but it's very difficult to heal the adult. But because we couldn't protect children, we have to heal adults. And those adults, where are they? In marriages. Let's talk about conflict. Sometimes in a marriage, it feels like you're in a pressure cooker. You understand? Mm. It's, it's, hey, it's, it's hard. It's, you want to stay. It's, you know, when you're dating someone, you can leave easily. But here you are, you want to stay. You have to make it work. You want to make it work. But it's hard. You're in a pressure cooker. You are <clears throat> having conflict, either on multiple issues or a specific issue. How does one survive that pressure? And I think all of us can understand what you're talking about. Mm. It, it, it's, 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 you are under pressure to make it work, but it's hard on you. Sometimes you feel like you're dying yourself mm. in this thing, but you want to make it work. Mm. What are the best ways to deal with conflict? Because I think at that point, we are dealing with that, really, mm. uh, that, that, that conflict issue. Yeah. Yeah, you know, topics like conflict and communication, mm. um, they are easiest to teach. Yeah. Hardest to practice. practice. Yeah. I, I've been teaching about conflict and conflict resolution to, like professionally since 2006. Yeah. I still don't master it in my own marriage. Yeah. I still don't master how to resolve conflict in my own marriage. Yeah. Because I think I'm talking to you. Mm. Only to find that you are talking to your aunt yeah. who abused you when you were six. Mm. Mm. I wonder why you overreact to everything. Mm. I said something small. Something small. But now we are dealing with a mountain. Mm. My wife usually says, don't make a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah. You think it's a molehill, but it's a mountain to this person. Mm. We don't speak to each other. We speak to many people that you represent in our minds. Sure. So, um, usually, that's why, uh, for example, um, your wife could say something like, no, baby, that's not how we're supposed to do it. And you say, what? You, you actually say, I'm an idiot. Mm. Because they told you you're an idiot a long time ago. And you internalize that. And you did, you, out, you, you, you outdid yourself to try to prove to yourself you're not an idiot. Yeah. But deep down, you are still embracing that idea. You hate it. Sure. And things that show up in, 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 a, in, a, in the most, in the ugliest ways in our lives yeah. are things that we are not willing to admit mm. about ourselves. Mm. Mm. And those are the things that make the conflict 
magic strong. Man. If if you keep on saying to your if you keep on saying to your wife, you are such an idiot. It because it's because you deep down you believe you are an idiot, but you don't want to embrace that. So if you don't embrace the things that are not desirable about yourself, you end up projecting them to other people. Being impatient with someone who is too slow because they used to call you slow motion when you were young. Being impatient with the driver that's not fast because now you have to be slow and you have to experience the pain of knowing that this is who I am. So the breakthrough begins when we can embrace even the, those parts of ourselves that feel anxious, that, that feel anxious to embrace because they are not generally accepted in our society. Man, I hear you. <laughs> I, I think I've heard this one of um, how a person speaks to you is a reflection of who they are. Is that what you are saying? That how I speak to you, I'm reflecting on me. It's, it's basically, I'll make an example. Yes. I've, I, I'm from personal experience. Mm. I've been through a situation where <clears throat> an ex of mine would speak down on me, uh, mm. make me feel like I was nothing. Mm. And how I made it through that, because at first I would believe it and I would try to impress this person. Mm. And after some time I realized that there's absolutely nothing that I can do or say to impress this person. Mm. Yeah. And what helped me was coming across that to say, oh, okay, uh, if you speak down upon me and, and, and you speak to me, and this person was doing it in such a way that would make me doubt myself. I'll make an example. Mm. Um, we spoke about this in one, one episode yeah. guess, where the, I'll I'm trying to think of a scenario without getting too personal. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, 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 you've been invited to come and be a speaker at this event because you're associated with me. And I'm thinking to myself, I... At first, I would think, okay, well, I guess it is true. But then I had to rem remember that, oh, but, but I, I was invited to speak somewhere because, not because I was associated, associated with yeah. you, way before I met you. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, these people know me before you yeah. in my life. Yeah. Um, you should know that uh, the only reason why people are giving you any kind of attention is because of me. And I thought to myself, okay, but, but why should you go there? Why should you tell me yeah. such things? These things that are hurting me. Till I thought to myself no man this is a reflection of, of maybe there's some threat somewhere here um mm. can can you talk more on people reflecting who they are um projecting who they are on other people is is how do they deal with it because i i also realize that they're not even aware yeah um, most people are not aware that we don't see things as they are mm. we see things as we are and uh, as Whoa. a result, Yo. Whoa, you gotta say that again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, 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 you need to take it. Yo, what? Say it again. What? <laughs> yeah, we don't? And we are not willing to admit that, or maybe we are ignorant of that. <clears throat> we don't see things as they yeah. are. Mm. We see things as we are. Man. Like we filter things through our own internal maps yeah, yeah. and ideas and ideals. Yeah. And for. In terms of what the world represents in our minds, mm. uh, that is why there's no man who can keep a woman who deep down believes no man will stay in her life. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. She self-sabotages. Yes. It's, yeah. If I say I love you, what do you want? Mm. I miss you. What are you looking for? Mm. Can we go out? I don't have time. Mm. I want to marry you. Like who? Like why? What land? Why, why? What are you looking for? Yeah. And before you know it, you have pushed him away. And when he goes, you go to your friends. I told you. Managiri. They know they don't stay. Yeah. Yeah. We we what we say about other people is an expression of our character. Yeah, man. Expression of who we are. Yeah. Uh that's why I usually say to my clients who are going through a divorce, don't create content using at the expense of your ex. Mm. Or using your ex to give a nice juicier story. Mm. Because what you say about your ex says a lot about you. Mm. It's like when you are going to look for an interview at work. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm also in an HR space, even though I'm not practicing, but mm. I, I do a lot of HR work mm. um, as a, an HR diplomat. Sure. Diplomat mm. graduate. I yeah. don't know what they call us. They, they, would, they would ask you, tell us why you left your previous employer. Mm. That's where they get to know you. Mm. That question tells them more about you than the question the that says, itself, yeah. tell us more about yourself. Yeah, tell us more about yourself is not strong. Mm. They know that you're going to say all the things yeah, yeah. that they want to hear. Mm. But when they say, tell us why you are leaving your company, now they, are, they know you're going to tell them about yourself. Yeah. Sure. So what, what we say about other people, mm. about the organizations mm. we are part of, the churches we attend, the pastors who lead us, our spouses and our exes says a lot about us uh, as people. Damn. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's easy. Like, everybody says everybody's a narcissist. Mm. But the question is, who's the narcissist? Mm. I, I was it takes one to see one. <laughs> How do you, you know? Can't we see, wanna, yeah, you can't yeah. see a narcissist if you are not inherently a narcissist. Unless if you're a psychologist, you're trained to make a diagnosis. There are people who wrote ah, books. Strong, the book that says I was married to a narcissist. Did you, did you make the diagnosis? No, I know. How do you know? Because you are one. Mm. I mean, it's kind of young. I usually quote, quote him here. He says... Everything that irritates us about other people can lead us to an understanding of ourselves. Of ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't marry someone who does not embrace their dark side. I, I wish can you say I that again? Can hear me when Please I say, say that again. Yo, when you're on a date, tell me about yourself. I'm loving. Oh, I'm, I'm kind. I'm God fearing. Oh. I'm prayerful. Oh. I mean, there's the there's, there's post that I saw recently of the guy who said, I'm, the, the woman that I'm going to marry is going, I'm going to make her the happiest woman in the universe. That doesn't mean well. Yeah. That's not what we're looking for. Yeah. It's nothing, it's like it's nothing like what we're looking for. Mm. I trust a person, who, a person who says, I'm scared <clears throat> I'm going to scare my wife away because of the person that I am. Mm. Than the person who says, I can make the, the, the woman the happiest man the in the world. world. Yeah. When people come to therapy, they tell me what's good about them. And the question that I ask them is, if you're so good, why is your situation so bad? Mm. Don't impress me about how good you are. Yeah. Be frank with me about how bad you are so that I can help you become whole. Yeah. You know, Jesus didn't only heal people. Mm. He made them whole. Yeah. And that's a different, that's something that we don't talk about yeah, in churches. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
when, when you're whole is you are able to embrace both your 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 your, your persona yeah. your bright side yeah. and your shadow yeah. mm. your dark side yeah, yeah. you need to know that yes. you are dangerous potentially potentially yeah, i like i like what 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 uh, jordan peterson usually says yeah. he says mm. a i love that man. A, a a powerful man is not a just a harmless man mm. he's a powerful man is a dangerous man who has who has who has it under control. Uh, yeah. You need to know that all of us, you mm. included, mm. Pastor Mazibu, mm. there's a there's a, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's an angel and a demon in you. That's right, sir. There's a saint and a sinner in That's you. That's right. That's right. There's a superhero and a villain in you. Absolutely. There's a dark side and the bright side in you. Man. There's a beauty and the ugly in you. In you. And evil. There's an evil and good yeah. in you. Yeah. Most of us are obsessed about the bright side, the, the good side, the kind side. Yes, right. And we are not comfortable with the evil side that we have. And we reject it, we suppress it, it goes to our unconscious mind and it starts controlling most of what we do. Man. You, 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 marry, you marry a wife who inherently wants to be um, in the media space. Mm. But she suppresses that because she thinks it's evil. Mm. It's going to expose her to things that will cause her to backslide. Yeah. And she suppresses it. Mm. Now you make it to the media space. Myself. You expect him to celebrate you expect her to celebrate mm. you. But she resents you. You start seeing the sense of resentment. Mm. This person doesn't want me. This person doesn't this person is not happy that I am in the media space. Mm. It's because you represent what she suppressed. A failure area. It's something that she did not rise to, to embrace. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. So, um, unless you are willing to embrace what's wrong about you, forget about enjoying what's right about you. Oh man, we run out of time. <laughs> I've got one question. I, I don't know about you, but okay. Bedroom issues, intimacy, sex. How does a couple maintain that as years go by, uh, or maybe I could be wrong. As years go by. The interest, the, the spark, the fire, the satisfaction in the bedroom decreases. In my time of counseling, I met more women in their late 30s and 40s that are dissatisfied. And I always thought it's men who want sex, for whom sex is important. But I'm realizing for women as well, women are hugely unsatisfied. Women are not orgasming. They're not climaxing. They're not being reached and, and, and being taken care of the way that they want to. Mm -hmm. yeah. but, but there are men who issues and men issues. What, 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 what do you encounter? What do you have to say concerning uh, uh, lovemaking? Yeah. yeah. The problem is that we think about lovemaking in a vacuum. Right. As if it's not part of the marriage. Right. It's part of the household's chores. Sure. It's part of the stresses. Mm. It's part of our past experiences. Mm. It's easy for someone who is married a virgin to enjoy sex mm. without problems mm. than it is for someone who has rated eight. Oh, man. Um, yeah. And sometimes we expect virgin performances to people who are raped at eight. Sometimes the person is a virgin, the first time she has sex, it traumatizes her and it collapses the rest of the sexual life. So these things are complex. There is no one side fits all answer to them because there are lots of other issues involved. And there are people who certainly believe that the only position that 
it's acceptable to God in his mission and position. Yeah, yeah. And there are people who make love to sing you a song. I'm playing gospel music in the bedroom. Yeah, I you understand. Guys, no, I, and I, there I, are a lot of things <laughs> But the best, the, 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 the main thing is to understand that sex cannot be always spontaneous. Yeah. It has to be given some kind of a direction right. to maintain the to, to maintain both of you. Women are the most unsatisfied because they take the long they take longer to to orgasm. Yes. If we rely only on penetration, before before I mean before a woman goes and yeah. man comes. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Before yes. a woman goes and man comes. Like I'm coming. And 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 it it's not balancing. Yeah. Yeah. We need to and that's why I call it sexual intimacy. Yeah, yeah. There has to be the intimate side of it. We have to f- place emphasis on things like foreplay. Yeah. And communicate our desires. And study your own body. Don't yeah. rely on somebody to figure out what you have not clue about. Mm, mm. Know your body so that you can guide your partner through right, it. Right. Most women want to experience orgasm passively. Yeah. They don't take responsibility for their own pleasure. Mm. And, and men get discouraged. Yeah. When you say they know your body, participate. <laughs> participate. 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 That's it. You said something. You said know your body. Um, now, here is my question Does that mean self pleasure? Yeah, that is a very, very controversial. Um, yeah, very, very, <laughs> yeah. very, very. Um, <laughs> you know, it's fine how it's acceptable to scratch your nose when it's itchy, but you cannot scratch yourself down there. Yeah, when it's itchy. <laughs> It's like our genitals are foreigners. Yeah, it's like they are not normal parts. They are not citizens. <laughs> they cannot benefit from the right And you, some of oh, my goodness. Yeah, they're like their ears. I'm a signer. That is acceptable. Uh, but when you touch yourself, the other part of your body, now it becomes an abomination. I'm here to understand that. <laughs> That's a very good you point. Need to understand oh. Your body is like a tourist attraction and your partner is like a tourist. Yeah. I wrote about it in chapter 9. Then. Mm. Yeah. When you go to a tourist attraction without a tour guide, mm. you are not going to succeed as a tourist. Yeah. You rely on a tour guide. When when show I have, you. And don't say, I, I, I pleased 15 women before. This one is different. Yeah. Yeah. Dif- yeah. You can't say, I know Devin because I've been to Cape Town. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, 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 you, yeah. Need to, you need a tour guide who will take you on a tour to Deben, because <laughs> if you never tour guide, you might end up swimming in a river that has crocodiles. <laughs> Guys, know you, and you can't be a tour guide if you don't know your tourist attraction. You can't, you can't help your partner through your body if you don't know how it responds. My goodness. So self pleasure is 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 is, is what? <laughs> it's a recommendation. Absolutely. It's a recommendation. Absolutely. Because you have to know how you respond before you can teach a person to touch you in a way that you respond to. And this is one of the things that are demonized in the Christian society. Yeah, I know I'm not going to be invited. To the <laughs> Don't worry, you'll always be invited here. Yeah. Because this is the kind because of stuff that we that say we here. Talk about. <laughs> but now I'm just talking about, yeah. is it pleasurable to... To 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 touch your ear. Yeah. As if that person is having orgasm. Yeah, yeah. And What's then the wrong other part. You touch the other part and you feel the same way. Mm. <laughs> Guys, do we talk about what is seen here? Sexual intercourse or sexual intercourse? Mm. Because inter is, means 
two more than more than one. Yeah. Inter-international more yeah. When we talk about intercourse, we talk about two people. And this is what we demonize. And I don't know. We 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 know that we we attach a label of a sin to it. But do we ever think about intercourse? Within. Ah, you're throwing self, in. Let's call it. Let's let's for, let, let's call it self exploration. Mm. You explore yourself so that you know how you respond, what you respond to, and how you respond to it, so that you can guide the poor guy in terms of helping yeah. you how to respond. And, and you and, can't. Sorry, I can't sure. naively expect someone to master the body that you have not through how it responds. It's unfair. My goodness. And bodies are different. You're raising a very important point. There are more women. Uh, who who who, who um, climax through non-penetration mm -hmm. than those who climax through actual penetration, yes. vaginal penetration. Mm -hmm. And so, as guys, we go there, we want to pump, pump, and we think that you know, you're doing the right thing. You know, we hear making a lot of noise. <coughs> okay, but she's not mm -hmm. even rich. But yeah. many women are, are, um, are like they climax through clitoral stimulation. Yes, you got to do something to that to, to the clitoris, mm. which is which is not. Uh, 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 intercourse or penetration mm. and then it, it becomes very foreign some women they will introduce toys mm. during the intercourse and yes. the man gets pissed off yes. why are you bringing this here but the no she needs to stimulate the objects Ish, man. Huh. yeah no yeah it's it's yeah, I, I, let me leave you to your own convictions. Please don't. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's one of don't those. Maybe it's one of those. Internalize yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm saying it anyway. Yeah. Uh, you need to take responsibility for your own sexual responses, your sexual pleasure, your orgasms, your climaxes, yeah. and all the things that you can feel. Women who know how to pleasure themselves are easy to please mm. when they are with a man. Strong I know you're not ready to talk about that, but <laughs> let me leave you there. <laughs> you're not we'll ready talk for about that. Some other, some other time. Because yeah. now I was going to say, but one of the reasons why women, uh, they hold back with their partners is because they're afraid that the partner is going to say, where did you learn that from? Mm -hmm. So mm. It's, I think we should have another, yeah. another one of this you, one. You know, yeah. Sexual intimacy and all of that is an episode on its own. It's an it's episode so on wide, its own. It's so wide. But, but sir, uh, uh, because your time is running out, some, someone is married out there, they're unhappy, and maybe they feel they want out. What would your advice be right now to such a person? And I know you can't give a blanket uh, 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 recommendation, issues are varying, but someone is there, they feel like, I want out. What would you say to somebody out there? Yeah, that is quite an unfortunate situation mm. because people don't just want out. Yeah. There are things that they're experiencing mm. that makes them feel in as much as this is good and I have children. It's not worth staying here. Yeah. I'm, 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 I don't encourage people to stay married at their expense. Mm. Um, I don't encourage people to lose themselves trying to find the other person. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I want you to ensure that you have done all that you could. We spoke about unconscious patterns. Um, before you call it quits, talk to your therapist about what's going on in you. Yes, sir. So that you make an informed decision. Yeah. Because the question would be, 
who wants to eat? Mm. Is it you, the adult, or is it the child in you? Good. And we have and to explore the deep. Yes. Yeah. We have to reconcile the two and make sure that you are whole so that your decision is based not on the wounds from the past, even though you decided to marry through a wound, yeah. but you don't have to make further decisions based on that wound. Sure. Let talk to us. Let us help you heal your wounds, mm. so that you can be in a better position to decide consciously. Mm. Because most of our conscious decisions are driven mm. from our conscious wounds and pains and struggles and sufferings. Wow, perfect, man. Anything from your side before we close? Ah, uh, nothing from my side. Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking forward to the next episode where we will have Mdase Olikonolo. There's so many questions that I still have yeah, for absolutely. you. Absolutely. <laughs> I have answers for all questions. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about the work you do. Uh, mm -hmm. Therapist, speaker, all of that. Tell, tell us what you offer and how people can access it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, a, I'm a marriage counselor who is not obsessed about saving marriages, but sometimes I have to save you from the marriage. Mm. Even if it doesn't mean divorce, but you don't, like I said, you don't have to be married at your expense. Yeah. I help people deal with their mental health issues mm. okay. that are sabotaging their future and their present, right. whether in the workplace or in the marriage, especially in the marriage. Mm. But I also do trauma counseling a lot. Right. I help people with anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I do in private practice. I am I'm a, I'm a speaker. I speak at seminars, a lot of them, right. marriage seminars, seminars with the singles, corporate events, um, doing psycho education. I address usually lately. I started addressing men a lot, and I'm enjoying that yes, space. Yes. So if you want me to speak in your men's event or men's conference or your marriage seminar yeah. or any other. Um, event that has to do with psychological and spiritual experiences, emotions and life's general experiences. Yeah. That's the space at which I work. I also um, teach psychology at one of the private institutions in South Africa. So I'm a lecturer and supervisor. I train people on counseling and psychology. I also have a a, a short course training it's not accredited it's but it's the training that will empower your counseling team mm. to be able to provide counseling it's called personal growth and basic counseling okay. it's basic counseling but we also deal with advanced counseling skills so you can talk to us about um taking um the training to your employees or to your counseling department in yeah. your ministries yeah. we will be very much happy to do that that's that's amazing that's amazing uh, and you're also an author of yes. Yes. <laughs> The book. And How can they get the book? Yeah, the books, the books that I've written, are, the, the books that I'm yet books, to write. Right? Yes, mm. the books that I'm yet to write are nothing compared to the books that I. I mean, the books that I've written are nothing to the books that I compared to the books mm. that I'm yet to write. Mm. There's one thing that I'm busy with, but I think I will release it in the next five years. I'm not in a hurry. I call it the wounded lover. Mm. Okay. Loving from the broken heart. Sure. Mm. Yeah, it has many chapters. Mm. But now I wrote this book together till the end a blueprint for successful marriage it has 26 chapters here mm. that speaks about the most relevant um uh, issues in the marriage yeah. and explaining the vows that we make how divorce affects us and the children how to prepare for marriage and how to navigate through the challenges of life to make sure that you have the marriage that you don't get in the way of 
So it's a book you can expect personal growth, psychological insights, and biblical um, thoughts that I'm sharing here um, on the subject of marriage. You, 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 you can expect personal growth more than anything. Right, right. Because if you are a better person, you can be a better spouse and a better father. That's right. How much does the book go for? How much does the book? Oh, the, the book, book now, uh, because of the increases that were caused by the lockdowns, now two hundred and fifty. And then it's that excludes Korea if you are far away from us. Yes. Uh, but it's a book that you will really, really love to read. Yeah. Uh, I've got so much positive feedback out of people who are reading this book. I'm sure you have the book as well. I do. I do. Someone. I think a few people said, yo, I, I thought I needed counseling, but when I read a book, I became a counselor. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that, yes. those are interesting feedbacks that I hear from the book. So it's definitely the book that you must have, have um, if you want to improve yourself as a person. Excellent. I need to get another one, though. When I was moving from Welcome to Gauteng, I lost it in, the, in yeah. transit, so I need to get another, another oh, one. No problem. Well, really, really worthwhile. Sir, we have no words to thank you. Uh, thank you so much for this. Does you want to close it for us? Yes, uh, thank you so much. Um, it was total bliss having you here. You left me speechless. It never happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm looking forward to having you again in the podcast. You're a friend now. You, you, yeah, you're one of us. And I'm glad that you are not boxed by any religion when it comes to spiritual matters. And thank you for, for coming through. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, we right. appreciate you so much. And that's it. Yes, Anything sir. on your side? Yes, yes, yes. Guys, thank you so much for being with us today. Remember, subscribe to our channel, wherever you are listening from. Uh, share this content. This episode has been amazing. Mm. I, a lot of people need this. Share it with your friends. Uh, share the clips. Um, and, and, and let's just uh, grow personally so that we can be better people in our relationships, better lovers. Anyway, from our side, from, from uh, right here in sunny Gauteng in South Africa, cheers. <laughs>